Welcome to Heirloom Radio, a different kind of oldies program featuring oldies from the golden age of radio. My name is John Lovering, and I am pleased to be your host for this podcast. Most people don't realize that early radio programs did not have sponsors or advertising. That's why many stations did not last long. But thinking about sponsorship and advertising, I was just reading an article here about what happens when marketing translations fail to reach foreign country in an understandable way. For example, Coors Beer put its slogan in, turned it loose, into Spanish, where it was read as, suffer from diarrhea. Or the Scandinavian vacuum manufacturer, Electrolux, used the following in an American campaign, nothing sucks like an Electrolux. Okay, enough jovial laughter for now and on to the program. It pays to be ignorant. No, that's not something I am declaring. Rather, that is the title of the show on this track. This half-hour comedy program, a spoof of serious panel programs such as Information Please, featured a panel of supposedly dim-witted characters who were asked simple questions like, What do they study in law school? And what does a fisherman do for a job? The show's moderator and host was a former vaudeville comic by the name of Tom Howard, and at first the networks were reluctant to even air this show because of the insulting title. Pays to be ignorant? Hmm, don't think so. But eventually, WOR, a local station in New York City, and part of the Mutual Radio Network, took a chance. The program was a big success on the Mutual Network for two years, then it moved to CBS. The panel of, quote, expert, unquote, fools on the show was comprised of three very different and colorful performers. Lulu McDonald, a rather overweight, loudmouth comedian. George Shelton, a typical Brooklyn, New York comic, and Tom Howard's former comedy partner on vaudeville. And Harry McNaughton, a dry, dim-sounding Englishman. The program, which was the brainchild of Howard's daughter, Ruth, was written by Tom Howard and Ruth Howell. The show was directed by Herbert Polizzi. Al Madru and the Esquires, and later the Corncobbers, a Spike Jones-like unconventional orchestra, provided vocals and musical interludes during the show. The announcers were Ken Roberts, Bruce Elliott, and Richard Stack, and sponsors included Peel's Beer and Philip Morris and Revelations Cigarettes. The show first aired on WOR in 1942, moved to CBS in 1944, and then it went on to NBC from 1950 to 51 when the show concluded its nine-year run. Nine years, not bad for a show that was originally thought to be too insulting to produce. So here's an episode of It Pays to be Ignorant from November 30th, 1945, with the lead-off question, What is a Russian dancer? This is Heirloom Radio, a different kind of oldies program. And I thank you for listening. What is a Russian dancer? A man who sits on nothing and kicks. Correct. Pay that man eight dollars. What is a spinster? A lady in waiting. Correct, pay that man $9 because... It pays to be ignorant. As living proof to all you servicemen and women listening in over there that it does pay to be ignorant, here's another half hour with radio's biggest collection of zanies, the incomparable wit, George Shelton, Lulu McConnell, and Harry McNaughton, our doctor of music, Nat Novick, 
and the man who sticks his neck out every week at this time, our moderator, Tom Howard. Thank you. Thank you, Ken Roberts, and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We bring you at this time another session of that zany quiz program known as Howard's Horrors. We have a board of experts who are so dumb, they think Chopin's polonaise is a salad dressing. <laughs> First, we have a celebrated author, Mr. Harry McNaughton, who has just written a book entitled Good Health and How to Avoid It. But here he is, Mr. Harry McNaughton. Thank you. I have a poem, Mr. Howard. Yes. I wish that my room had a floor. I don't care so much for a door, but this walking around without touching the ground is getting to be such a bore. <laughs> I'm flying all the time. I imagine. Keeps you up in the air. All right. Next, you have a woman who has teeth like pearls, but they need restringing. A woman... A woman with a one-track mind, but there's always a troop train on it. Miss Lulu McConnell. You know, Mr. Howard, I saw a man on the street today. I think he was a spy. You think he was a spy? I think he was carrying an atom bomb. But what makes you think he was carrying an atom bomb? Well, he was wearing an atom hat. He was wearing an atom <laughs> Oh, yes. All right, next we have a man. Next we have a man with such a small head, he has to wear his glasses on his Adam's apple. A man, a man who was such a bad kid, he used to go from day school directly to night court, Mr. George Shelton. Ha, hiya, Mr. Hyde. Fine. Well, let's get on with the next question. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You haven't seen me for a week, and all you say is, that's fine. Why don't you say, hello there, George old squad, how are you? Where have you been kidding yourself? What have you been doing? All right. Hello there, George Old Sport. How are you? Where have you been keeping yourself? What have you been doing? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Waste of time if I ever heard. Look, now let's get on with the next question, or rather the first question. Yes. It's a very difficult question. You might have a little trouble with it, but see what you can do with it. Mm -hmm. Here it is. How many lakes are there in the five great lakes? Well, Mr. Mr. Hard, that, that's a geography question, isn't it? That's right. It is? Marvelous. Didn't take me long to answer that one, did it? No, it's <laughs> question, you just answered my questions. Wait a we minute. We answer the questions. I, uh, I All no. you're supposed to do is ask them. Thank you. That's your job. All right. And I may say you're not doing very good at it uh, either. I see. Maybe. Yeah, what are you doing? Getting tired? I certainly am getting tired of the whole bunch of you. Mr. Hart, what makes you so tired? He's been breathing all day. <laughs> I just told Mr. McNaughton it was a geography question. How many lakes are there in the five great lakes? Now, let me see. Five great lakes. Five divided by four. Oh, minus two. Oh. Wait a minute. That's arithmetic. That ain't geography. Surely it's arithmetic. I know that. Well, why, what'd you say was geography? Look, look. You said it was a geography question. That question is a geography question, but you made an arithmetic question out well, of it. Why didn't you stop me? Why'd you let me tax my brain? Your brain? <laughs> you haven't got a brain. Well, that's right. What am I thinking? Yeah. <laughs> How many lakes are there in the five great lakes? I love a lake. I spend all my summer up on, up on Lake Louise. Yeah, oh, that's my favorite lake. There this time. Well, what's your favorite lake, Mr. McNaughton? <laughs> Veronica. Veronica. <laughs> yeah. Did any of you, did any of you ever go to school? That's a good question. Who sent that in? Uh, never mind. <laughs> Mr. Sheldon, did you ever go to school? Oh, sure. You know, I was born in Brooklyn, and a funny thing, Miss Todd, I went to school in Chicago. My word, you had a long walk, didn't you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah and I was teacher's pet. You were the teacher's pet? Yeah, she couldn't afford a dog. <laughs> I'll, never, I'll never forget my school days if I live to be a hundred. Well, you only have a few more days to wait. 
school, you know. I'll never forget my school days. My father used to walk to school with me. He did? Yes, he was in the same class. <laughs> Would you please try and answer the question? How many lakes are there in the five great lakes? It's an awfully simple question. You learned... the greatest school, I was different from the other six- and seven-year-old boys. You were different? What way were you different? I was 19. You were... <laughs> You know, Mr. Howard, the teacher and I were the only two in the class who shaved. I see. Boy, I'll never forget the day my teacher made me turn my face to the wall. What happened? Her garter broke. <laughs> All right. That's a snappy one, isn't it? That's a snappy one. Yeah. All right. All right. Mind. Stop stretching it. Never mind the pun. How many lakes are on the five great lakes? Look, Mr. McConnell, if I laid three eggs here and I laid two eggs here, how many eggs would that be? I don't think you can do it. I don't. get some good musicians a little later on. <laughs> now, here's the next question. What animal or fish is mentioned in the title of the show, The Voice of the Turtle? Mr. Hard, did you say The Voice of the Turtle? Uh, that's right. Mm. Now, there's the silliest question I think I ever heard. What? Whoever heard a turtle having a voice? Yeah. What, what kind of a voice has he got, Mr. Hard? That eternal tenor. Ain't that off. He's a contralto, or she's a contralto. Oh, he's, he's a contralto. All right. Oh, I don't... My voice is changing. All right, sue me. I don't know whether it's a she or a he. As far as I know, a turtle has no voice. It's just a title for a show running on Broadway for two years. When did you ever see a turtle running on Broadway? Ah, <laughs> uh, please. A turtle can't run. It crawls. Mm -hmm. You know, last summer I called a turtle. 
A turtle, that is. A turtle, that is. Yeah. Stay out Allen's Alley, will you? <laughs> What'd you do with it? Well, my wife made a turtleneck sweater out of it. Oh, I see. Very chic, too. I imagine. Yes. Now, let's get on here. By this time, what you've been talking about, you should be able to answer the question. No what? doubt I tried to get a job in that show. You tried to get in the show, the voice of the turtle? Uh-huh. What happened? Well, what matter? I didn't have the voice. You didn't have the voice, I see. <laughs> too bad you got shape. Then yeah. <laughs> I... Then I tried to get in that show, The Bloomer Girl. Oh, you did, eh? What was the matter? Didn't the part fit you? Yeah, but the Bloomer didn't. <laughs> yeah. You know, I worked like a dog when I was in the theater. Uh -huh. Worked like a dog. A dog, that Soon is. Soon I was beginning to look like one. I imagine. You know what brought me up when I started getting fan mail from Cocker Spaniel? Very interesting. <laughs> Mr. Howard, you ever see me in the theater? Yes, I did, years ago. My nurse had me by the hand. What's the matter? When they let you out alone? Hello. Hello. Can we please get back to the question? You know, I love the theater. You know, I played in a show once called Gaslight. What did you do in Gaslight? I read the meters. You read them. <laughs> well, you know, picked up a couple of bucks. A couple of bucks. Yeah. You know, I had a great actor when I was in Bournemouth. Yeah. Oh, I wowed them in Detroit. I wowed them in Chicago. I wowed them in Cleveland. I had the wowsiest act you ever heard. <laughs> I know a young lady. I know a young lady in show business, a very charming girl. Yeah. Yes, rather. She's a chorus girl. Yeah, cor what shows? Practically everything. But... Johnny, step in here. I can... Why, Mr. Roberts is getting the folks up here. We'll hear Dr. Novick going through a series of weird noises. There he is, Dr. Novick and his nuts. Dr. Novick. Mm -hmm. 
this beautiful thing, whatever it is. Our first guest tonight, Mr. Howard, is Sonar Man First Class, Lou Falk of the United States Navy. Well, that's well. Good evening, sir. Have a wonderful evening. Thank you. 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 Well, put me in a hypo and call me dopey. Good place, boy. <laughs> are, are, you, are you still working that town? Uh-huh. Yeah, I was a thief in a rug factory. You, uh, you were a thief in a rug factory? Yeah, I used to hook rugs. Uh-huh. <laughs> Don't listen to... <laughs> Don't listen to him, Mr. Fork. He's a moron, third class. How long have you been in service? Uh, two and a half years. Two and a half years. Congratulations, my boy. That's great. I see by that emblem you have there that you're out now. Well, that's fair. How does it feel to be out? It feels very good. I guess it is. Well, you know, my sister's was out. Your sister's was out? Yeah, my sister was out last night with with, with a zebra. Wait a minute. Your sister was out with a zebra? Yeah, that's a wolf with service stripes. Never mind. (laughs) Uh, 
What are you doing in New York? You're here on uh, for uh, uh, an evening? Well, this is my hometown. I see. Oh, yes. Uh, you say you're from Long Island City. That is really New York. I'm not very well acquainted. You see, I'm a foreigner. I'm from Jersey. I wouldn't know that. <laughs> I, I, uh, I, <laughs> I know a musician who sells pianos on Long Island. A musician who sells pianos on Long Island? He lives on the sound. That's another one. Yeah, he lives on the sound. <laughs> Never mind. What'd you do before you entered the service? I was a musician, sir. Oh, you were a musician. Oh, oh good. That fits in very nice. What instrument did you play? A uh, bass fiddle. Bass fiddle. My, that is... bother your chin? No, yeah, wait a minute. What do you mean, bother his chin? I don't know. I don't even you know... You don't put a bass fiddle under your chin? No. You blow in it. Anybody. Oh. <laughs> well, I don't know everything. All right, let's get on here. I had a chance when I was young to uh, learn an instrument. My mother wanted me to play an instrument, so I picked a mouth organ. You don't pick a mouth organ. You pick a guitar. Yeah, that, oh, I see. Okay, well, keep one out of your head. Let's get on here. Would you do us a favor while you're here? I'd meet you to the dunce cap there and pick out a question for us, please. And would you kindly read the question if you don't mind? Just take uh, What time. do they study in law school? Thank you. <laughs> What do they study in law school? Mr. Howard, you know, that's a fascinating question. I'm glad you like it. There's only one thing about it that escapes me. And what's that? The answer. The answer. <laughs> that shouldn't escape you. The answer is simple. So, so is the question simple, if you ask me. All right, I, I didn't ask you. <laughs> oh, so you don't want me to answer the question, is that it? I didn't say that. How do you expect me to answer a question if you don't ask me? When have you ever answered a question? Are you asking me? I yes, I'm asking. Well, I'm not answering you. I... What do you think of that? <laughs> I can get nasty if I want to be. Yeah. I can be obsolete. Obsolete. <laughs> I can be adhesive. Adhesive. College man. Oh, I'd like to hide your Esquire. Oh, up. yeah. <laughs> you dumb cluck. Thank you. Mr. Sheldon, remind me to put barbed wire in your spaghetti. Why should I? If you can't remember to put it in, why should I remind you? <laughs> the question is, what do they study in law school? Do any of you know what a lawyer is? Sure, I do, Mr. Howard. My old man used to be a sea lawyer. A what? A seagoing lawyer. I'm glad you said it the second time. <laughs> a seagoing lawyer. Yeah. He used to take cases off the ship. I see. <laughs> You know, my, my sister had a lawyer. Yeah. He got her a wonderful divorce. It was ideal. What was so ideal about it? He got the children and she got the maid. She got the maid. Or was it the other way around? I think that may be it. Let's get on here. You know, I have an uncle who has a farm over in Jersey. He's flying to Reno for a divorce. Yeah, what does your aunt say? Oh, she said it's nice flying weather. I see. <laughs> well, maybe you'll come back to her someday on the farm. No, I'm afraid it's too late now, Miss McConnell. My aunt already put her wedding ring in the bull's nose. Put a wedding ring in the bull's nose. Now the bull is taking the cow to Niagara Falls. <laughs> well, they ought to have a nice honeymoon. A honeymoon. <laughs> Mr. Sheldon, you're a jerk. Let's get on here. I might add, Miss McNaughton, you have attained the highest degree of stupidity. And it was all done through my own efforts. <laughs> Shows you what perseverance will do. Yeah. Congratulations, Thank Ms. you so McNaughton. much. Can we please get back to the question? I think about getting a divorce from my old man. You are, Miss McConnell? Uh, what, what for? Because he cracks walnuts in bed. You're getting a divorce because your old man cracks walnuts in bed? No, because he cracks them on my head. Uh, well, that's a funny reason for getting a divorce, you know. A woman usually uh, doesn't head for Reno unless her husband has an eye on another woman. Yeah, well, when my old man gets an eye on another woman, I close it. 
<laughs> I told you the question is not about divorce. Rather, it's about law. Oh, say, you know, funny thing, speaking about law, Mr. Howard, I heard that in Kentucky, you can't hang a man with a mustache. Why not? Because you got to use a rope. You got to... <laughs> Now, who's our next contestant, please? Our next contestant, Mr. Howard, a very charming and a very lovely young lady, Yeoman Third Class, Beatrice Johnston of The Wave. Fine. Good evening. Good evening, Miss Johnston. I'm thanks a lot for coming up. How do you feel, Miss Johnston? Fine. Uh, where's your hometown, would you care to tell us? In Philadelphia. Oh, good old Philadelphia. Ray for Philadelphia. That's fine. What do you do in New York? in New York, would you care to tell us? I'm stationed here in New York. I see. Yeah, what are you doing tonight, would you care to tell Ah, uh, Mr. Shelton. I'll thank you to keep your mouth shut. How am I going to breathe if I keep my mouth shut? Breathe through your nose. Do you breathe through your nose? Certainly. Well, why don't you keep your mouth shut? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry for the interruption, Miss Johnson, uh, but you can't expect anything else from an idiot. Uh, how long have you been in the, in the service, Miss? Seventeen months. Seventeen months. Congratulations. Miss Johnson is a wave, huh? Miss Johnson is a wave. If she was in the army. She'd be Johnson's wax. <laughs> That's terrible, Miss. It's those kind of things that give radio a bad name, Mister. Yeah. I was wondering where it got it. I see. <laughs> what part of Philadelphia did you live? In Germantown. Oh, way up in Germantown, I see. Were you ever stationed in Philadelphia? No. Never. You didn't? Did you work there at any time? Before I came in the service. Oh, I see. What'd you do there? Worked in the Navy Yard in Philadelphia. Oh, down at the end of Broad Street, called Hog Island. I know the neighborhood well. I used to live there. <laughs> well, a great town, Philadelphia. Have you ever been in a what would you say, Miss McNaughton? Very charming lady. Thank you. Just an observation, you know. Yes, yeah, she is. A very very sweet, very fascinating. Yes. Captivating, is. bewitching. Yes. Go on, go Demure. on. Demure. Yeah, I Lovely see. girl, you know. I see. Mr. Howell, I didn't go out with girls till I was six years old. <laughs> you didn't go out with girls till you were six years old? My parents were very, very strict. I imagine. <laughs> Shouldn't have let you out at all. Now, let's get on here. Pay no attention to them at all, Miss Johnson. We're going to throw them a fish any minute now. You know what it is. But I was uh, intending to ask you about Philadelphia. I'm greatly interested in Philadelphia. Were you ever out at Willow Grove? Yes, a number of times. That's a great part. Were you ever out to Woodside? Never mind! <laughs> Will you cut it out? Let's get on here with a question. Will I you... love your uniform, honey. You look so nice in it. Yeah. Well, no, you look nice in that dress you have on, too, Miss McConnell. Oh, this? Yeah. Oh, this is just, just something I grabbed out of the closet. Well, you grabbed the moth bag. <laughs> ah, your father's mustache. Yeah. Your sister's out on patrol. <laughs> will you reach into the desk cap there and pick out a question for us, please? And will you read the question? Just take your time, Miss Johnson, and read it. What animal takes part in a bullfight? What? A Very good. What animal takes? What animal takes part in a bullfight? Is that where they throw the bull? Well, you could say that. Of course, they do it in rodeo too, but it's the same animal. You mean a rodeo is an animal? I didn't say a rodeo was an animal. You know, I saw the rodeo when it was at Madison Square Garden. Yes. Those cow punches sure are great. Yes. Did you ever punch cows, Mr. McNaughton? No, but I stuck my tongue out at a rabbit once. Oh. <laughs> I'm a great big bully. Yes. That's what I am. You have lots of courage. Yes. I imagine. Let's get on here. 
I'm not talking about cows, and I'm not talking about rodeos. I'm talking about bullfights. All right, who's stopping you? Talk about what you want to talk about, and we'll talk about what we want to talk about. Look, we're not interfering with you. But and if we continue along those lines, we'll get along swimmingly. Thank you, thank you, Mr. Shaw. That ought to hold him for an indefinite period. I see. <laughs> Did anyone in your family ever commit suicide? No. Why don't you go home and break the monotony? <laughs> The question is, what animal takes part in the bullfight? Speaking about animals, I was up at the zoo yesterday. How'd you get out? <laughs> I saw a hippopotamus. I was very, very, very much interested. I, I don't see how anyone could get interested in a hippopotamus. Unless, of course, it was another hippopotamus. I see what you mean. That's very nicely put, Mr. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Good thing you don't know what you mean. <laughs> Let's get on here with the next question. The question's about bullfights. It's a great sport in Mexico. Do you go in for sports, Mr. McNaughton? Well, rather, I like tennis. Yeah. And I play a vicious game of tiddlywinks. You you play tiddlywinks? What position? I play left tiddly. Left. <laughs> Why? Boy, that's a rugged position. Yeah, yeah. Well, Wait a minute. You are? That's the spirit, old boy. Keep trying. Don't give up. Never say die. <laughs> Chill up. Stop, fella. Stop a blip. Mr. McNaughton, your head would make a wonderful flop house for a termite. Oh, really? Well, we have a vacancy if you're interested. <laughs> look, look, I'm asking you. Have any of you ever seen Carmen? No, have I you? haven't. You no, haven't? I haven't, no. What's I... she doing now? I haven't. <laughs> it's an opera. Carmen is an opera. You've heard of the Toreador song, haven't you? Oh, my old man was in that show. Was he a Toreador? No, he was a Cuspidor. <laughs> Let me ask you again, Mr. McNaughton. Do you know anything whatsoever about opera? Oh, rather, Mr. Howard. I knew Madame Butterfly when she was only a caterpillar. <laughs> for tonight, folks. So here's our young singer with a voice like a turtle from the Canarsie Swamps to tell you what we mean when we say... It pays to be ignorant, to be dumb, to be dense, to be ignorant. It pays to be ignorant just like me. When I was just a school kid, I was an awfully fright. I had a pretty teacher who made me say it each night. So you see, it pays to be ignorant. Have no brain, be a name, just be ignorant. It pays to be ignorant just like me.
for the record, that's all. Be with us again next week, and hear us proven again by Tom Howard, Lulu McConnell, George Shelton, and Harry McNaughton that it pays to be ignorant. Ken Roberts speaking. This is the Armed Forces Radio Service.